You are listening to Chef Reagan, author of The Single Girl's Guide to Great Cooking, also known as The Cosmopolitan Cook, and you are listening to Verbally Effective with Ina Esco. Hi, I'm Clarissa Joy, and I'm hanging out with Ina Esco and the Verbally Effective Podcast. I am April Talbert, and I am verbally effective because I'm black and I'm a woman, and I'm a black woman that does it all. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a mentor, I'm a coach, I'm an entrepreneur, and I will continue to reinvent myself until I make it to the top. April Talbert is the owner of Gabby Grace Boutique, an online women's clothing boutique based in Cordova, Tennessee, and also the Gold Line Apparel, a statement apparel company. She began her studies at the University of Tennessee at Martin, but is a graduate of the University of Memphis, where she received a degree in business marketing. April is also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Following graduation, April went on to seek a career in business, joining the corporate world. After climbing the ranks, eventually entering management, she decided to take a step into the world of entrepreneurship by starting her first business, April Talbert Photography. Although in the prime of her career in photography, she decided it was time for a change. She started Gabby Grace Boutique from a love of fashion and a desire to see unique, and stylish clothing that appealed to the everyday modern woman. Under the umbrella of the lifestyle brand, April mentors and coaches women who aspire to enter the world of entrepreneurship. Being a full-time business owner for over 10 years, April feels she has a wealth of knowledge to share to prevent young entrepreneurs from making the same mistakes she did. April is married to ODH Talbert III, and they share a lovely daughter, Brooke Gabrielle, for whom the boutique is named. In her spare time, she volunteers for her church, mentors and spends time with family and friends she is a woman on the rise an entrepreneur in every sense of the word verbally effective your double e ina esco here thank you guys so much for listening to the verbally effective podcast today i have one of my beautiful sorors who wears so many hats when i tell you she wears a lot of hats she is an entrepreneur and influencer and a lifestyle coach, April Talbert. How are you? I am well, Ina. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's so good, good to see you. you and you're too. looking lovely. Well, thank you. Look, is that Gabby Grace? Of course it's Gabby Grace. Yes. <laughs> Do, is that like all, is that is your whole wardrobe Gabby Grace? Mainly? About 98%. Wow. Yes. I have just phased everything else out. Because you actually love the clothes I that do. you sell. I do. Wow. I only sell clothes that I will wear myself. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. Yep. Okay, we're going to talk more about Gabby Grace in a minute. Let's get okay. into the nitty gritty. Where are you from? I am from here in Memphis. Okay. I grew up in Hickory Hill. Hickory Hill. I did. Okay. I did. In the east. In the east. In the east. Okay. I went to Colonial and Overton, the Creative and Performing Arts. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's um, you know, I'm just I creative juices. I played the cello. I'm a classical. You played the cello. I did. How did you decide on the cello? My sister and wanting to be like my big sister. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, I started playing in the fifth grade. I wanted to wow. do everything she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played the cello, so I wanted to play the cello. Wow. So it, that's what took me to Colonial, and then took me to Overton. Okay. So you have a sister. How far is the gap between you and your sister? She's three years older. That's a good gap. Mm-hmm. So you guys are close. 
Yes, even though she treats me so bad sometimes. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you played the cello. I um did. do you think it's over there at Overton where your creative juices really started to flow? I think so, because there were so many uh so many avenues you could travel down at Overton. I was in creative writing. Um I took honor Spanish because I wanted to be good at that. Oh. Of course, I did the orchestra. I was a cheerleader. So I just did everything. Were you into fashion back then? You know, I was not. I could not dress. I could not dress. Isn't that something? That's something, huh? Wow. (laughs) I thought I could, but I couldn't. (laughs) You figured out later. I did. Okay. So I know you went to UT Martin. How did you choose Martin? They gave me a, they used to offer a little cheer scholarship. And since I was a cheerleader, any bit of money helped. Um, I wanted to go to Spelman with one of my closest girlfriends, mm-hmm. but it just didn't work out. So I ended up at Martin, mm-hmm. and I loved it. You loved it? I absolutely loved it. Wow. What yeah. were you involved in at Martin? Well, I stopped cheering my first semester. Uh-oh. Why did you stop cheering your first semester? Mm-hmm. You got busy with something else. Uh, uh, my <laughs> husband. <laughs> He told me he did not want me to cheer anymore. Did you meet him at Martin? I met him the third day of school. And he said, I don't want you to cheer no more, baby. He said, I don't want you to cheer anymore. So I, I did not do it after oh. the first semester. Okay. And which actually, the second semester is when you actually went out on the field to cheer. So I, I never even got out on the field. Wow. He told me he didn't want me to do it anymore. So I stopped. Okay. Um, and then I got. Um, you know, involved on, you know, in campus life or whatever, then I pledged, a.k.a. Yes. Yes. The first and only. Uh, yeah, the first and the <laughs> finest. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so um, I left there after he graduated. He graduated in 2000, and I left and came home, and I finished at the University of Memphis. Wow. Do you have any regrets of not cheering that first semester? Yes, I do, because that's when all my <laughs> weight gain came. <laughs> Oh, wow. But you and hubby are still together. We are. 21 years later. That's awesome. Congratulations. I don't hear that number often. (laughs) 21 years. Yes, a long time. And you're looking like you're 18 up in this thing. Oh, well, thank you, girl. Okay, so after UT Martin, um, you went to Memphis uh, to finish school. What did you get your degree in? In marketing. In marketing. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that. I believe that. So what happened after Memphis? So after University of Memphis, of course, I wanted to get into corporate America. So mm-hmm. I'd worked several jobs, anywhere from call center to management to retail. And I ended up um, in 2009, I was a branch manager and I had just had it. Mm-hmm. I actually went to um, Las Vegas with some girlfriends. Mm-hmm. She had a camera. One of my girlfriends had a camera. We were on like the 32nd floor or something, 22nd, 32nd floor, and she zoomed down, and we literally saw this man like picking at his face. Wow. From I'm like, oh, when I get home, I'm going to buy a camera. Mm-hmm. So I got home, bought a camera, had no money because I had just spent it all in Vegas. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm going to start charging people $50 for whatever pictures they want to make my money back for this camera. Mm-hmm. And it just turned into... April Talbot Photography. Wow. I left my job in October, October of 2009. So it's been 10 years for me in entrepreneurship. 
10 years. That is wonderful. So, I mean, it didn't take a lot of, like, analysis. Like, I mean, was something going on in corporate America that you, you know, you were tired of and, like, I want to do something different. This is not what I want to do. Well, you know, you get to the point where if you are a certain level of vocal, Mm-hmm. People try to stop you. Definitely. You know, they especially don't, a black woman. a black woman in a position of leadership. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to voice your opinions. They don't want you to, you know, offer advice on how to make things better. They want you to just follow their script. And if their script is not morally right or ethically right, I don't want to follow that script. Yeah. You know, so it just got a little sketchy in the end, and I was just ready to go. You know. Oh. I gained a lot of valuable experience with the company. I will never, ever, ever take back, you know, or or regret the experience I got there because it laid a foundation for what I do now. Definitely. Now, when you had, you know, slid that resignation letter Mm -hmm. over, how did they respond? Oh, they did not like it. Did they try to counter? They didn't try to counter. They just Mm -hmm. wanted me to, I mean, if they had offered me more money, maybe so. Mm -hmm. But they definitely tried to keep me. And, you know, usually in that job, when you put in your resignation, they're like, okay, you can leave now. And they were like, no, can you work out your two weeks? Mm. I'm like, man, I wanted that free money. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Wow. Wow, that is amazing. And so that's when the photography world came into. Yes, yes. Okay, into your space. So how, how was it starting the photography company? You know, I have a very supportive church family. They are going to support you, whatever you do. What church you go to? New Growth in Christ Christian Center. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout uh, out. Yes, yeah, shout out. <laughs> um, so, yes, they are extremely supportive. Whatever you do, as long as you are doing it in excellence, they are going to put themselves and their money, their support behind you. Mm-hmm. So that's where most of my clients came from at first. They came from the church, and, you know, they were encouraging, supportive, whatever you need, and by word of mouth, it just started spreading, and I started getting better, and I worked at it, and I went to conferences, and I got a mentor, and I studied, and I really, really worked at it to to develop my craft, and it just blew up. Wow, and you know what? I can tell because I was on Facebook yesterday, and you made a post saying that you were getting back in your photography bag. (laughs) And you're about to, Mm -hmm. you know, launch a website. I'm only going to do so many, Mm -hmm. you know, sessions. And your comments were flooded with people trying to book early. Yes. I was like, wow. Yes. Gabby. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? Yes. Like, I have a supportive network. I really do. I really have a loyal following. Mm -hmm. But that's because in business, I have learned to be ethically sound and morally sound, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to do people right. If something is wrong, I'm going to make it right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, really big on customer service. Um, you know, so I think that the foundation that I've laid in every business that I've ever done, you know, it, it, it's come back to me in a good way. Mm-hmm. I'm very wow. thankful. You know what? You mentioned um, when you started all of the things that you were going through when you got into your photography. And I noticed you mentioned a mentor. Who have been some of your mentors when you initially jumped into entrepreneurship? Well, I actually, um, interestingly, 
went outside of Memphis mm-hmm. um, for mentorship um, simply because I wanted a different perspective. A lot of times in Memphis, we are we are who we are. We are Memphis. Mm-hmm. So we uh, a lot of times have the same avenues, uh, travel the same ways of doing things. And I just wanted a different perspective. So I reached out to someone that lives in Seattle. And the first thing that I attended of hers was in Houston. So I'm like, ooh, this is halfway. I can probably do this. Mm-hmm. And I went and she just poured into me. Mm-hmm. She poured into me spiritually. Mm-hmm. She poured into me as a woman and she's younger than me. Mm-hmm. She poured into me as a business owner. She poured into me as a wife and a business owner, a mother, wife wow. and business owner. So it was just like divine. It was a divine connection to me. You know, our children are about the same age. It's just, it's, you know, she was a rock, basically. And other than that, I pull on anyone that I um, can look at and see that they, you know, follow a a straight and narrow path in business. And I'm not afraid to reach out, even at this level, you know, and ask questions. Wow. Do you all still keep in touch? Of course, definitely. Definitely. Now, how have you seen your mentor change throughout the, throughout your career? Have you seen her change? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, she, I've seen her grow as a woman. Like, that's been the most beautiful thing about it, grow as a woman and navigating the different paths that you have to take when you become a mother. Now she's a mother of two. She just recently had another baby a couple of months ago. So how do I handle being a mom, her husband, they're, they're in business together. Mm-hmm. So they're both photographers. They have, you know, their things that they both do uh, separately, and then they come together on projects. But just watching her and how she navigates life, mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur and a mom and a wife who's in business with her husband. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I've seen so much growth. That. Yeah. <laughs> and it's wow. good. It's good to have like minded someone yeah. that you can mirror because they truly can understand your perspective. They mm-hmm. understand the path that you're walking. They know you like a book. Mm-hmm. A good partner will. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. That's awesome. So, you know, I know that you're a mother. And when we first met, we uh, met at a Broken Crayons Women's Empowerment event. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was just listening to your story and, you know, were you deep into your photography when you were trying to conceive and have a baby? Well, you know, um, when we I, I can't even pinpoint a time when we started trying mm-hmm. because we had been a couple for so long. When we got married, we were like, OK, you know, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. We got married in 2003 and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And years go by and nothing happened. And I go to all these doctor's appointments, nothing happens. I take this medication, nothing happens. And finally, we arrive at um, 2009, I believe. Um, And I'm like, I have to do something about this. Mm -hmm. You know, this is not, and you know, a lot of women who suffer from infertility feel less than. You know, you feel this is what I was created for. I was created to create life. Mm-hmm. And what's wrong with me that I can't? And you have so many mixed emotions. You see, you know, teenage girls who have children without problems. And 
you have the people with four and five kids who don't even want kids Mm -hmm. and you just I just want one Lord like like why why can I not so you know you go through a lot mentally and I just decided that I was going to do more you know so I started researching and eventually we settled on in vitro Mm -hmm. and we did that we got pregnant the first time we got pregnant with twins Mm. um so it was of course joyous Mm -hmm. you know we were like oh my god we finally got pregnant um and with in vitro you have to take a lot of hormones a lot Mm. of shots and hormones were making tumors that i did not know i had fibroid Mm. i had fibroids it was making the fibroids grow so i'm pregnant with twins and I had, I think, six or seven fibroids. Mm. So I had a lot of stuff in my belly. Yeah. I was four and a half months pregnant or so, and I looked nine months pregnant. Mm. So um, needless to say, we lost the twins, so that was a devastating experience. At the time, I had pretty much just gotten into photography. You know, I, I quit my job in 2009. I started photography at the earlier, to, earlier part of 2009, So by the time that I was, you know, dealing with the twins, I wasn't really, you know, in it. You know, I basically just started. And actually, I decided to go back to work. Mm. I decided to go back to work when I was pregnant with the twins. I went to work for a company and I worked for them for three weeks. I was still in training. Mm. And that was the first time I ended up in the hospital. So, yeah, I said, well, I guess this work thing is not for me. So, you know. With the help of people and, you know, God and my network and support, um, you know, we made it through that yeah. incident. And I kept on trucking, kept on trucking, kept on trucking. And then we got pregnant with Brooke. Yes, Miss Brooke. Yes, Miss Brooke. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Brooke. Wow. So all is well. All is well. Wow. All's you well. went through, you know, an experience that, you know, I, I hear what you're telling me. I have never been through losing a child, and I could not imagine what you went through. So it's beautiful to see that you overcame everything. Yeah. And still out here thriving with all of these bags you got. Ah, you have no choice <laughs> but to keep going. You have no choice. Wow. Okay. So we got the photography thing. Mm-hmm. Miss Brooke has arrived. Mm-hmm. How did Gabby Grace Boutique pop off? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Gabby Grace came actually as a children's clothing line. Really? Yes. So my uh, daughter's middle name is Gabrielle, so that's where Gabby wow. comes from. And my cousin, who's more like a sister, her daughter's name is Grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, her middle name is Grace. So that's where Gabby Grace comes from. So she and I uh, decided to start selling kids' clothes. I mean, did not work. (laughs) What what happened? It just did not work. Like, I guess people did not want to invest in growing kids. Mm -hmm. And I understand because I will run to Target in a minute Mm -hmm. to get Brooke something to wear. I'm not going to pay $50 for something you're not going to be able to wear next week. Right. So it just didn't work. And then she ended up opening up a snowball cafe, a New Orleans-style snowball cafe, mm-hmm. and it she just got too busy for it. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of partnered with another cousin of mine because she had an idea, and I was like, well, let's just use the Gabby Grace name since I've already started this. 
And then since she works a full-time job, it got overwhelming for her. Mm. So it ended up just being me. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start selling clothes that I like. Mm. I'm going to buy clothes that I like, and I'll sell the rest. So that's what I started doing. I actually went out to L.A. um, It was 2016, I believe. Yes, 2016, because our family reunions are out there every two years. And I bought this cute little dress or shirt thing from the garment district. And I'm like, we do not have stuff like this in Memphis. Mm -hmm. Like, this is just adorable. So I found that company, and that was the first first product I bought. Wow. So you started doing business with them. Mm -hmm. I started doing business with them. Wow. Do they make a lot of your clothing? A lot. Yeah. I have a lot of vendors, but they're one of my favorite. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, again, because of my following in (laughs) photography, they came on over to Gabby Grace, word of mouth, and it is what it is today. Wow. So, you know, like I said, I saw your post yesterday that you were going to do some more sessions, but it looked like you had put that to the side. So how did you make that decision? It became overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, photography is not picking up a camera and pressing the shutter button. It's Mm -hmm. not. If you want to be good, and this is with anything, you have to invest in yourself. You have to learn your craft. You have to become great at it. Um, So because of those things, I have, you know, a pretty good clientele, and they follow me, you know, wherever I go. So when I got the boutique, I had this same loyal set of clients that I had for photography that came over to Gabby Grace, and I just could not do both. Mm. I could not do both. It was, uh, there were days that I would sit in my car and cry because I just had so much to do and I didn't know how I was going to get it done. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? Who is going to help me? And when you're a creative, it's hard to let go of the reins. Yes, it it really is because you know what you want. Mm -hmm. You know the result and the product that you want. So it's very hard for you to let go and give someone else creative control. Mm -hmm. So it was very hard for me to let go of anything for photography and very hard for me to let go with anything for Gabby Grace. So I had to make a choice mm. because, you know, being a mom to a growing um, sassy little girl, okay, you know, being at home, being a wife, being, you know, a mentor, being a bit, it was too much. Mm-hmm. So I just had to let something go and photography was it. I said, mm-hmm. I've done this for 10 years, so... Mm-hmm. Let me see where Gabby Grace takes me. And it has taken me, you know, unbelievably, unbelievably wow. far. So how long have you been um, live with Gabby Grace Boutique? Uh, September 2016. So I just had my third birthday. Congratulations. Thank Look, you. Happy third birthday. Thank you. Wow. And how would you describe the Gabby Grace brand? Gabby Grace is for the everyday woman, the woman, the mom, Mm -hmm. the mom that still wants to be cute, Mm -hmm. but realizes that comfort is more important. Mm -hmm. So you want to be cute and comfortable, things that you can dress up or you can dress down, transitional throughout the seasons. Mm -hmm. It's just like timelessly trendy. It definitely is. And um, you model the clothes, and they look really good Thank you. <laughs> on you. They look good on everybody. I know, I know they do, but you know you know, you're so cute, though. But, um, Thank you. 
I know we had a conversation before we started the pod about model models yes. for Gabby Grace. Yes. Which which your following didn't want you to get another they model. They don't want me to. <laughs> Anytime I have another model, those clothes just sit there. And I think it's because my my following is like me, a mm-hmm. curvaceous woman. Mm-hmm. So they say, Oh, if I don't see it on April, I don't know what it's gonna look like on me. So they figure if I can't wear it, neither can they. And that's usually the clothes that I get other people to model, the mm-hmm. clothes that I can't fit into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to get somebody <laughs> smaller <laughs> with not as many hips as me. But, yeah, they don't move. Wow. They don't move. They're, they're accustomed to seeing me in the clothes. Mm-hmm. So are you like a big fashionista? No. You No. No. You don't keep up with all the. No, I don't read magazines. I don't read hmm. blogs. I don't look at the latest trends. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I transition so well from year to year mm-hmm. because the clothes that I buy don't really go out of style. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- like the piece that I have on mm-hmm. is a little bit trendier. So it's not something that you'll be able to wear a couple of seasons from now. But most things that I have, you can wear from season to season. You just throw in something trendy with it. Mm. And I bet you have like return customers all the time. Oh yeah, I have a high. I think my return percentage is about sixty-seven to seventy percent. That's awesome. Yeah, and they just waiting for you to drop something all else. the time. And I love wow. them. Wow. <laughs> now, how do you promote your Gabby Grace brand mainly? Mainly through social media. Mm-hmm. And it, that's working for you. Yes, it is working for me. And secondly, I I am my brand. So I wear my clothing mm-hmm. just about all the time. Yeah. Just about all the time. And more times than not, people are going to say, oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Where did you get that from? Oh, well, let me give you my card. Yeah. So, wow. you know, I, I do a lot of I'm my own billboard. You are, you are, because when I saw you in the lobby, I was like, is that Gabby Grace? And he was like, you know it. I'm like, wow, I got to go online. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this, April. What are some of the common mistakes that you see budding entrepreneurs make? The number one thing is thinking that talent is going to carry you all the way. Mm. You can be uber talented in something, but not know how to handle business. And more times than not, it's not going to be successful. Mm. Um, There are so many behind-the-scenes things that people don't consider that, you know, one of the main things is paying taxes. Definitely. (laughs) You know, they will tax you to death. Mm -hmm. You don't know what taxes you have to pay, when they're due, if it's quarterly, if it's monthly, if it's annually, keeping up with your licensing and keep, like, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. You can have as much talent as you want. You have to know the behind the scenes. Marketing. Mm-hmm. How? Who are you marketing to? How are you going to market? Are you only going to use your free methods? If you use your free methods, what are the things that you need to stay away from? For example, social media is one of my heaviest, you know, platforms that I use. So I try my best to put my personal... To, you know, I'm I'm not going to be very vocal, mm-hmm. you know, on social media. I'm not going to be confrontational. I'm not going to be combative because people know that's the Gabby Grace owner. Mm-hmm. And they know that your personality will transfer into business. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very careful about everything you do in business. And that that is also one of the biggest mistakes that I see, you know, your abuse of social media, mm-hmm. if, if you're doubling that as a platform for your marketing. Wow, 
you see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, you are an influencer as well. I know you probably get, like, a lot of young ladies coming to you asking you, you know, numerous questions about business so you're a men you know you have you you are a mentor mm-hmm. to a lot of mentees so tell me more about you know your experience with mentoring well that part of my brand came by accident mm-hmm. um once I got more into the fashion world and less into the photography world people wanted to know where did that come from oh well who does your hair or who does your nails or who does your lashes, you know, different things like that. So it made me realize that people are paying attention. Mm-hmm. People are paying attention to, you know, the the way I put things together. Or if I say that um, I use this brand of mascara, people are going to go buy that brand of mascara. because. And what comes along with that is the fact that I'm authentic and I'm genuine. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to promote a product if I don't believe in it. I'm not going to put my name behind it if I don't believe in it. So I'm not just going to randomly just go tell you to buy some mascara if I haven't tried it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it work. So the influencer part kind of came by accident. Well, that led into mentorship. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, they see the glory and they see the glitz and, you know, the notoriety, but they don't see what goes on behind the scenes, the times when you're broke. Mm-hmm. The times when you're told no, the times when nobody wants your product, the times when you think, oh, that's going to sell out and nobody buys it, mm. you know. So a lot of young girls come to me for the formula, basically. Mm-hmm. There is no formula. You know, <laughs> okay. there is no there is no magic to right. this. You know, it's trial and error. Um, it's it's just learning what's going to work for you. So it's it's actually been a really big blessing to be able to mentor girls so that they don't make the same mistakes that I made. There are so many mistakes that I've made. Yeah. Are they listening? Yeah. They're listening. They do. They do. Wow. Now, you know, you have been in business for over 10 years, and you don't reach 10 years of entrepreneurship without a lot of hard work and a good team. Who have been some of your biggest sources of support? Well, my cousin, for one, Mm -hmm. uh, the one who I said is more like a sister, she is basically, she's my photography assistant when I'm going out on shoots. Mm-hmm. She sometimes takes the pictures, or a lot of times, most times, takes the pictures for me, for my boutique. Um, she keeps my child when I need to go do something. So she's been a big support. My husband, of course, when I quit my job 10 years ago, he didn't gripe about it. Mm-hmm. We went from a two-income household to a one-income household. He never complained about it. Mm. You know, he supports whatever I choose to do. Um, My sister definitely is a big cheerleader. You know, anytime I post something, she's going to share it. She's going to wear my clothes. She's going to represent. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody. Cousins, friends. Like, I just have have the best support system. I'm here to tell you. It sound like it, girl. I do. You got a, that good old cousin of yours. She doing everything. I know. Hey, look, thank <laughs> you, cousin. <laughs> wow. I think it's something to be said about, you know, continuing to reinvent yourself because mm-hmm. you seem to love a challenge and continue to reinvent yourself. So is that like your formula, April? Yes, it is kind of. If you, if I had to give myself a formula, I would say that it you know, one thing 
that uh, is very important is growth, Mm -hmm. not just in business, in life. What can I do better? What can I do next? How can I make myself better? So I guess that's how I reinvent myself so many times. I'm, I am like, I guess what they would call a serial entrepreneur. Yes, <laughs> yes. I am always looking for a good project. I'm always looking for something to throw myself into, um, which, for instance, Gabby Grace produced another line called the Goal Line. Wow. Tell me about the goal line. It's just a a line of statement apparel, Mm -hmm. you know, about goals, goal getter and, you know, golden girl and Mm -hmm. goal friends. You know, just a lot of stuff about goals. But that was birthed from Gabby Grace. But I'm just always looking for something to grow, something to, you know, reinvent myself as many times as I can. Yes. And you know what, for like a lot of women, especially minority women, entrepreneurship it doesn't become their full-time job so you know what advice would you give other women especially you know us minority women um to go ahead and leave that full-time gig and go for your business you know one of the things that I tell people about that is first of all be preparing for it Mm -hmm. you know you're working your nine to five every day what are you saving what are you investing in towards your goal That's number one. And number two, you have to realize that a lot of times you can't grow because you're not available. Mm. I have a good friend of mine who is an event planner. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Works a full-time job. Mm. Um, Thankfully, he has a flexible job. But let's just say that somebody else that works a full-time job, amazing at what they do. But they can't take that client at 10 in the morning. They can't take that client at 2 in the afternoon. I can see you on my lunch break, maybe. Right. That's my life. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're getting that business, if you're getting that response, if you're getting the interest and the inquiries, you have to realize at some point, if you're getting that much, Mm -hmm. it's sustainable. And if you are available to, you know, to be able to retain that business or get that business, you know, I promise you it'll take care of itself. Yeah. But you have to be prepared. You can't just jump out there with nothing. Definitely not. Definitely not. You know what? And I want to say, I think, you know, sometimes as women, we can be scared to make that leap because as a woman, we have so many responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, we are the nurturer. Yeah. You know, you know, we holding down the house, mm-hmm. taking care of the kids. Yes. Oh, you want to start a business too? Yes, I do. You know, and um, I was reading an article and it was saying African-American women are kind of like they're starting a lot of businesses, but they're still like at the bottom of the totem pole as far as, um, you know, going for those big loans. It's like we like we kind of talked about earlier, play small a bit, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of Mm -hmm. really going for our full potential. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes African-American women, we're vocal, right? Like if we want to speak our mind and sometimes people kind of shy away from that. Yeah. But I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I really do. I do too. And I think we should push further, push harder. You know, I you know what's so crazy is I think that black women are in their prime right now. Definitely. We got the black girl magic going yes. on. Yes, we, we do. Ha- we are so, we got 
Beyonce, who is, you know, in Mm -hmm. the forefront. Like, I just think that we are having a golden moment right now. This is the time, if there weren't any other, to push ahead. Like, we are demanding attention right now. Yes, right So this is the time to go for it. Minorities get so many privileges because we're minorities. You know, we need to... We need to take advantage of every opportunity that we can get to be heard, to be noticed, to be, you know, invested in. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, we know you're taking full advantage of it. I lady. try my best. <laughs> Look, listeners, I'm trying to get on her uh, photography uh, list. I'm trying to get on in there. I, I got you, girl. <laughs> I got you. Oh, wow. April, I have enjoyed you on the pod. Let everyone know how they can get in touch with you and see all of your fabulous businesses. Oh, wow. I have like a million Instagram accounts. (laughs) (laughs) I have my personal one. I am Pick Chick April. I have my uh, Gabby Grace at Gabby Grace Boutique. I have the Gold Line Apparel. I have um, I Am April Talbert, which is my brand. And then on Facebook, under all of those things. And then my website is www.gabbygraceboutique.com. Wow. And what is your outlook for your brand overall? I just think expansion and growth. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a friend who teases me everything I say. He says, Mm -hmm. hashtag the brand. (laughs) (laughs) I can hear him saying it. And that's me. (laughs) I am my brand. And Mm -hmm. I want April Talbert to be a household name. Yes. In, In any positive way imaginable, you know. Anything that's going to promote health, anything that's going to promote growth, anything that's going to promote um, customer service and beauty and all, just mm-hmm. a brand. Wow. So I, I just see growth in my future. I do, too, April. Thank I do, you. too. You are wonderful and genuine and oh, about your you. business. I try. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being my guest for thank episode for 85. Serial entrepreneur, April Talbert, my soror.